University of Virginia Health System, we're for sharing the latest health information from top minds to keep you and your family healthy. With UVA Health System Radio, here's Melanie Cole. While commonly thought of as a disease that affects adult, multiple sclerosis also can occur in children. How would you know that this is what your child is going through and what help is out there for a pediatric multiple sclerosis patient? My guest today is Dr. Nick Brenton. He's board certified in pediatric neurologist who specializes in pediatric multiple sclerosis and pediatric epilepsy. Welcome to the show, Dr. Brenton. So most people think of MS as a disease that affects adults, but really how common is it in children? Thank you for having me. Um, MS is actually, it's, it's very true, many pediatricians and pediatric specialists are still surprised when I tell them that MS can occur in children. If we think about MS, all comers, so children and adults, the average estimate is about 2.3 million people are affected by MS worldwide. And though we traditionally think of MS as a disorder of young adults and adults, it's becoming increasingly identified in kids. And the estimates now say that up to 10.5% of patients have clinical onset of symptoms of multiple sclerosis before the age of 18 years old. Wow. What are those symptoms? What would a parent notice or what would a child say to their parents that would spark a little bit of an alert or, you know, a red flag? Absolutely. So it's difficult, um, especially in kids, because um, kids are, in general, not as good as adults about reporting their symptoms. A lot of kids try to ignore them at first and see if they go away. Now, a first attack of MS can manifest in many different ways, and it often comes on in a subacute nature. And I mean that it's not like you think of like a stroke, typically, where the symptoms come on like lightning and they stay. It's more of symptoms gradually come on over the course of several hours and they escalate over the course of one or two days. They don't tend to fluctuate and they don't tend to stick around for an hour or two and then leave and then come back five hours later. Examples of first attacks in kids include um, something called optic neuritis. Um, it's inflammation of the nerve that sends our visual information to our brain. And so the symptoms can be visual blurring. So a child complained that their vision's blurry and it was perfect five minutes ago. Um, difficulty noticing colors, especially reds. They don't have the color sensitivity as much. Um, they also may complain of pain with eye movements. Other visual abnormalities like double vision, or we doctors call diplopia, where they're seeing two of an object that shouldn't be two, it should just be one. Sometimes kids can present with symptoms of what we call transverse myelitis, which is where there's an attack on their spinal cord. And that patient may become progressively weak in their arms or legs, or they may have sensory changes feeling numb or tingling in parts of their body that doesn't go away. Or they may have bowel or bladder issues, difficulty holding in or difficulty letting out uh, urine or feces. And then another thing that can be seen is balance difficulties. So uh, the child describes a difficulty walking in a straight line. A lot of parents have told me that they noticed their child was walking like they were drunk, um, running into things. Um, those are also symptoms that if they persist could be concerning for a first attack of multiple sclerosis. If they've had that first attack, and how scary for both the child and the parents, then what do you do? You go see a pediatric neurologist, it gets diagnosed. What are the treatments? What is the outlook like for this child? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. So depending on how that first attack presents, there are acute treatments to help make the symptoms go away quicker. Now, the natural history is, is that with a first attack of MS, children are very good about repairing and healing from that event without any treatment usually. Now, sometimes if the event is bad enough, and most of the times there are symptoms that are worrisome enough that we opt to treat, um, we can give medicines like IV steroids to help speed up their recovery. Now, the steroids we don't think makes them better than if they wouldn't have gotten steroids, but we do think that it speeds up their body's recovery. Now, after they get diagnosed with MS, there are no cures for multiple sclerosis as of right now, but there are treatments to help put the disease or make the disease quieter and not as active. So standard accepted therapies in pediatric MS come in the form of injections. And so these injections are either subcutaneous or into the muscle, and they can be given as frequently as daily to as infrequently as every other week. And these are medicines that we call immunomodulators, meaning that they help to turn down the kid's overactive immune system, which is why we think they've developed multiple sclerosis. The injections have been available for over 20 years, and they've proven to be safe, well-tolerated, and they have a very good side effect profile. And additionally, their therapeutic benefits have been shown in multiple studies to reduce the attacks of MS on the brain. Now, as some people may know that there are now three oral medicines out there that have been approved um, by the FDA to treat adult-onset multiple sclerosis since 2010. Now, the problem with these medicines, because as you can imagine, a lot of kids want the oral medicines before the injectables, um, but my problem with that is, is we don't know the safety of these oral medicines in kids yet because they are so new. But it is an exciting time for the pediatric MS community because there are multiple international clinical trials that are currently underway to evaluate the safety and efficacy of these newer emerging therapies for pediatric onset MS. And UVA plans to be part of this international collaboration in these clinical trials. If a child is diagnosed or a teenager with MS, when you, and this is just in your opinion, Dr. Brenton, when you look towards their future life, can you give them hope to say, yes, you can manage this and you can go on to get married, have children? This is maybe not quite the, the bleak outlook it once was. Absolutely. And I think that's probably my most important job. So when you give a diagnosis of multiple sclerosis, it's, it's fraught with a stigma um, that these children are going to be in wheelchairs early on in their life and they're not going to live a full, long, healthy life. But the disease landscape of MS is changing as we get better and better treatments. It's amazing that we've had four, actually five, new treatments approved since 2010 for multiple sclerosis. That is uh, a pace and a rapidity that we're coming out with therapies in the MS community that has never been seen before. So, yes, when I see these kids, I definitely have to encourage them and, and advise them that I want them to continue with their future just as planned. These kids aren't like adults because they're going through a different part of their life. The psychology behind the diagnosis is so much different in children and adolescents than it is in adults because they're in school. They're maybe in college, and they're at the point in their lives where they're really looking to just fit in. Um, and a chronic disease like multiple sclerosis really screws that up. And so it's my job as a pediatric neurologist to make sure that we don't let MS get in the way of them doing what they want to do as much as possible. That's really great information and great hope. And in just the last few minutes, why should families come to UVA for their MS care? So pediatric MS is rare enough that many child neurologists don't feel that they see it enough 
to be absolutely comfortable in treating the disorder. And adult neurologists who see MS much more realize that the differential diagnosis of a child who presents with symptoms of MS is much more different than that of an adult. So given all of these reasons, um, we're excited to bring this rare subspecialty to UVA so that the children in Virginia and the bordering states don't have to travel too far to see a pediatric neurologist who specializes in multiple sclerosis. Our clinic is held right now once a week, and it features a multidisciplinary team. Um, and all of these people uh, are part of this team that is geared specifically for meeting the needs of pediatric and adolescent patients with multiple sclerosis. Um, these team members include uh, physical and occupational therapists. It includes a social worker. Um, it also includes a pediatric neuropsychologist. So we know that up to one-third of kids with MS can have cognitive impairments uh, towards the onset of the disease. So that pediatric neuropsychologist is a very important piece to have in this clinic. And then it has me, a pediatric neurologist, who works to um, treat the disease. And, and so we're very excited to have this opportunity to, to offer this to the children in Virginia and um, very excited to be a part of the UVA community. Thank you so much, Dr. Nick Brenton. You're listening to UVA Health Systems Radio. And for more information on the UVA Children's Hospital and UVA Neurosciences Center, you can go to uvahealth.com. That's uvahealth.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you.